0: As we've talked about all week, Mm -hmm. dissociative identity disorders and dissociative disorders in general are somewhat controversial, they're somewhat challenging uh, because we don't know a whole lot about them. Um, And today we're going to talk about the assessment of dissociative disorders. And that pattern continues.
1: That's right. I was just going to say, and the complexity continues. Right. There's as much confusion here as there is with everything else. Right. These are complicated disorders. They're not easy to mm-hmm. diagnose and treat uh, or even to recognize. Right. Okay, And as we said yesterday, there's even some question of do they really exist? You right. know, because many people aren't convinced that mm-hmm. these kinds of dissociative disorders really exist. Mm-hmm. I guess we do currently think that they do. Yeah. uh, In one way or another. Mm -hmm. Okay, but it's not but it doesn't simplify anything, right? And it remains complex and complicated,
0: right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we certainly have uh, times when people um, You know present differently. They they're in a good mood one day. They're in a a sour mood the next day Mm -hmm. But and they present very differently. They behave very differently. They interact very differently But it's not necessarily a different personality or anything like that and so The the <laughs> idea of differentiating some of these things is, is really challenging.
1: Most people who are married <laughs> are accused of having dissociative disorder. I not want to can- go into that discussion. No, but today. I mean, you know, Jekyll and Hyde and right. all that stuff. They would say, "Oh, you were you were real nice yesterday," but no, right. those aren't different personalities. Right. Those are different states of right. being yeah. um, that are explainable.
0: Absolutely. So, so. <laughs> when a person comes in and it. it you know, it appears as though we're looking at a dissociative disorder. There mm-hmm. are a few, uh, a, a sort of a handful of symptoms that we often right. see, um, right. sort of feelings of being disconnected from themselves, mm-hmm. um, sort of feeling, losing time, yeah. you know, having right. having significant periods of time that they just can't account for what was happening. Right. Um, right. Many times what will happen is they'll say, you know, people keep coming up to me. Saying that they talked to me at Mm -hmm. some period, but I just don't remember talking to them. Or they said that I was behaving in strange ways and I just Mm -hmm. had no memory of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, these are times when alcohol or other substances weren't involved. Um, You know, problems handling significant emotions. sudden shifts in, in mood or behavior right. um, is sometimes associated with these. So th- there's, a, again, this handful of symptoms that people often present with that mm-hmm. we have to um, start, you know, we may want to explore this area a little right. bit when, when doing our assessment.
1: And, of course, the problem is, is that those symptoms also attend to many other disorders. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, all the things we mentioned here. Um, also attend to a lot of other disorders, so caution is advised.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Now, there are, as you said, some other things that could um, (coughs) result in these same symptoms. Uh, And so, they're sort of uh, complicating factors that we have to rule out, we have to to make sure that they're accounted for. Um, For example, you know, sleep deprivation. Right. You know, when, when a person doesn't sleep very much and is chronically sleep deprived, it's not at all uncommon to have gaps in memory, to have right. gaps in, in time that you can't just can't right. account for. Mm-hmm. Again, those same shifts in mood and emotion and those kinds of right. things. It's not at all uncommon.
1: Yeah, and you may not experience it with just one lost um, night of sleep, right. but several days mm-hmm. or over a protracted period, you know, your brain needs to rest. Right. It needs to reorganize itself. And if you're not giving your brain the opportunity, it can do these sorts of things that can act in odd sorts of ways Absolutely. with sleep deprivation.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, um, <coughs> and, and, of course, not to mention uh, the, the effects of substances, uh, Substan- alcohol and other substances right. that can cause some of these exact same symptoms. You know,
1: we call them psychoactive or mind-altering drugs mm-hmm. for a reason. Exactly. And, and so, um, as, I, as I mentioned earlier in the week, many of the young people coming in today who who believe or fear or suspect that they might have depersonalization mm-hmm. disorder, the event occurred while they were using mind-altering drugs. Right. So again, you wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. um, at at a change in consciousness and awareness right. when you're using mind-altering substances.
0: Right. So yeah. Absolutely. Now, yeah. a, a couple <clears> of <throat> other things that that could sort of mm-hmm. result in the same thing um, I- include things like. Um, Relationship problems. You know, we've certainly seen many patients Mm -hmm. who who are very um, caught up in, um, really invested in a relationship, Mm -hmm. and when that relationship begins to falter or is starting to have problems, Mm -hmm. then that person may sort of feel detached from reality. They just feel like they're wandering around, and Mm -hmm. they just don't really um, have a good grasp on reality and what's happening around them. Again, not because of a dissociative disorder, but because they are just emotionally distressed as a result of this relationship or some other Some breakups
1: are very very difficult Mm -hmm. to do and you're again your brain is going to try to protect itself by Moving you in places that you're not even aware of right Uh, a a Relationship the dissolution of a relationship can be very very tough time
0: right now, in addition to some of these um, <coughs> complications that we just mentioned, there are other things when we're making a diagnosis of dissociative disorders, there's other things that we have to rule out. Right. We, we certainly yeah. have to rule out any organic issues. Right. So we have to make sure that there's no <coughs> brain damage or brain injury mm-hmm. or anything like that that could explain lapses in memory or some of the changes in right. behavioral presentation. You right.
1: mentioned yesterday about an, an early onset dementia, right. you know, which, right. which In the early stages, could look very much like a dissociative amnesia, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when in fact it's a a, a biological uh, change. And so, yes, first of all, let's make sure there's nothing organically wrong.
0: Right. Yeah, and many people will experience (coughs) some of these Mm -hmm. same symptoms and characteristics. Um, when they're coming off of anesthesia or some other right. medications yeah, and things like that, so we have to rule those things out. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have to rule out other mental illnesses, m- other mental health conditions that right. could mimic some of these symptoms like serious uh, depressive or mm-hmm. mood-related symptoms, right. sometimes some personality disorders like mm-hmm. borderline personality disorder some of the others that um, uh, even schizotypal and schizoid right. personality mm-hmm. disorders that just affect one's um, sense of reality. That's right. Um, and some other things, of course, as substance abuse, um, but but also things that um, other medical issues. Uh, again, you mentioned dementia, but right. there's also other medical issues that mm-hmm. could affect the way in which we interact <coughs> with the world around us. Any yeah. That, you know, thyroid problems and any all of kinds the of metabolic things. disorders, right.
1: you know, um, even electrolyte imbalances Absolutely. Um, can create this. And so you know, be very cautious about the, the physical um, contributions right. uh, to these disorders.
0: Right. So, so far in today's podcast, we've talked about symptoms and sort of rule-outs. You know, we talked about some of the symptoms that people will present with, some of the things that we have to acknowledge and to mm-hmm. um, note that we've, that it's not caused by this or it's not right. caused by that. We have to mm-hmm. rule out those things. That is <laughs> The vast majority of the assessment for this condition, right? In
1: in these cases, it's the complicating factors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, th- there's a whole list in one of the uh, readings that we we uh, posted. There's a whole list of complicating factors. Mm-hmm. You have to run through all those. Right. So you're not actually doing, in a sense, you're doing a differential diagnosis. But there are so many complications um, that um, that are attached to these um, disorders, that part of your diagnosis has to be to make sure you consider all of those. In addition to that, you have competing diagnoses, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as you said, uh, personality disorders and early onset dementias and things. So the other thing you have to do Mm -hmm. is a careful differential Mm -hmm. diagnosis and make sure you're not dealing with some of the other mimics Mm -hmm. of the dissociative, dissociative disorders. So not only do you have the job of identifying that, yes, indeed, this looks like a dissociative disorder, but make sure that you run through all these complications right. and you consider all those and what are the competing diagnoses. Right. Um, you, you really have to be thorough because if it is a dissociative, diso- right. dissociative disorder, um, the treatment is going to be, could be, long and difficult, mm-hmm. so make sure you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there are some questionnaires, um, yeah. sort of self-report questionnaires that look at Dissociative Disorders especially right. Dissociative Identity Disorder mm-hmm. um, But really this diagnosis is going to come with time, right. You know you, you have to rule out right. these other yep. complicating <laughs> factors and everything mm-hmm. But for the most part it's just going to take a long uh, a period of time mm-hmm. where the, the the Evaluator or the therapist is getting to mm-hmm. know the patient and trying to understand the, the yeah. various presentation You know again um, sometimes some of these symptoms are adaptive, there are things that our brain does to protect to us, to protect from, us right. from dangerous situations. Um, it may not be impairing mm-hmm. in any way. Right. Um, they, you may experience them at, at moments of distress, mm-hmm. but otherwise, you know, they're sort of um, tucked away and they don't really bother or, or affect any other area of functioning. Mm-hmm. And you know, in, in those cases, there may not be a lot that one would right. do uh, in, in with that, but your assessment is going to take time and it's going mm-hmm. to really require a lot of <coughs> trust between mm-hmm. the therapist and, and the patient to make sure that they can be open and honest and, and really explore some of these areas. Right. And
1: I can't think, as, as you were talking, I was trying to rifle through these files, I can't think of another disorder that is so subjective. Right? Right. I mean, you really are relying mm-hmm. on the patient's description right? and than the veracity of the trauma, okay? And those are two very, very subjective experiences. And nobody else sees them Mm -hmm. is the Mm -hmm. issue. With ADHD, somebody else sees it. With anxiety, with depression, Mm -hmm. with all the other things we talk about, other people are aware of it because Mm -hmm. you can observe it. You can't observe any of these things. You you can't observe. And even if a person does argue that I have a, again, I go back to the video Mm -hmm. of All Mm -hmm. About Eve, yeah, see, she, see, she switched, but was she really switching, right. or was she acting? Right. Okay. And everybody's suspicions are right. aroused when they right. watch that video. Say, no, that's not possible. So mm-hmm. the symptoms, the descriptions, are very, very subjective, mm-hmm. and the memories mm-hmm. are very, very subjective, right. and nobody else can see them. So right. you really are relying on the patient. Absolutely. Recounting and retelling. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so, so That's so what it complicates it. It
0: takes a long time to make yeah. this diagnosis. It's certainly not something that's going to be made this at a first visit right. or, or um, you certainly don't want to make it um, impulsively in any way because it's going to take time. I
1: think that's the first lesson I learned when I started working with this mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. when I saw the first one. This isn't a diagnosis you make that day. Right. Y- you have to spend time Absolutely. and you have to get to know the person pretty well. Mm-hmm. To make an accurate
0: diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, mm-hmm. all right, we're going to wrap up the week tomorrow with a discussion of the treatment of um, dissociative mm-hmm. disorders. And I'll wager, and we'll go- talk about complexity again. Complexity is going to continue. Okay. So, all right. Until then, stay happy, mm-hmm. stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.